CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media. Welcome to Off the Page, a weekly podcast by the Comox Valley Record. I'm Erin Halischuk, a journalist with The Record. Join me as we take a deeper look at the people and stories in the Comox Valley. So Holly Ha is a second-generation Chinese-Canadian who is on the journey of learning and connecting more deeply with her heritage and her family. She is the host of the Holding Heritage podcast, focusing on refugee stories, family relationships, and bridging generational gaps while keeping the understanding and appreciation of Chinese-Vietnamese heritage in North America. Welcome to the podcast, Holly. Hi, thank you for having me. So both of your parents were born and raised in Vietnam, and you were born in Canada. Mm -hmm. What are some of your memories growing up here in the Comox Valley? And can you just tell us a little bit about your parents' journey and how they decided to move to specifically Vancouver Island? Oh, I've got lots of memories growing up in the Comox Valley, of course. I guess I'll start with my parents. They grew up both in North Vietnam. So my mom was from Hanoi more of like a city girl. And then my dad was from more of a, a rural neighborhood in like the Northern tip. And so they grew up there until they were about 13. And that's when the refugee, like the boat people crisis kind of happened. And since my family, we are ethnically Chinese, but they lived in Vietnam. During that time, it was kind of difficult for them because, you know, there was a lot of political turmoil. And they essentially were forced to leave during the time that a lot of other ethnic Chinese families were forced to leave the country, even though they had grown up, like they were born and raised in Vietnam. So that was kind of their journey. And they had both went to Hong Kong and got sponsored to Canada. They actually first arrived to, well, my dad actually went to Nova Scotia and then he went to Calgary. So my brother and I were born in Calgary, which is where my parents met. And uh, shortly after I was born, so I think I was maybe one year old and my brother at that time, he must have been maybe three or four. And my dad had gotten an opportunity to come to Comex Valley for the shellfish industry. So doing oysters and clam dinghy and things like that. So yeah, that time my parents were mid to late 20s. So they were still very young and they moved their lives over to the Comox Valley. And yeah, one of my first, I think, memories that I have is I went to Brooklyn Elementary. And since my brother was three years older than me, you know, he kind of started there. And when we were both there together, we were the only Asian kids in the whole school. And it was a very small school. But yeah, I remember that kind of being a little bit jarring, I guess. But I was young and I didn't really, you know, understand what was going on. I actually then switched schools to Valley View because there were more Asian kids there. But yeah, I loved growing up in the Comox Valley, but I always loved kind of the freedom of of the community here. You could just go out all day and walk around with your friends. And I loved all the friends that I had and everyone was just so kind probably something that I know your podcast does really well is for those who haven't had the same lived experience, at least it provides a little bit of a glimpse of what it was like for those who had to move to a completely new part of the world. How do you think your parents' experience had an effect on you growing up? I mean, that's a great question. And it's one that I've been exploring a lot in the past couple of years. And 
you know, quite honestly, when I was young, I think a lot of maybe my own internal struggle while growing up, especially like in school and kind of wanting to be more like the people I saw on TV and stuff. I was never really curious, you know, I, I just knew that they were from Vietnam and I didn't really know much else. Growing up, I think since my family, they kept, you know, obviously so much of their culture, they brought both Vietnamese and Chinese, like we eat Vietnamese and Chinese food, they speak both languages, we, you know, do all of the, the traditional celebrations and things like that. But when I was younger, it was more just kind of going through the motions, you know, they would, they would tell me this is what we do. And, but I wasn't really curious beyond that point. So it's only now that I've gotten older, that I realize how it it has affected me and I love it now, but in hindsight, you know, it was a little bit more like, oh, well, I feel a little bit different and it was maybe a little confusing, but I think that's really common for, you know, second generation kids. It's kind of just navigating this strange, like at home life versus how do I function when I'm at school and when I'm watching TV and and doing all these other things. You talked a little bit in one of the episodes of your podcast, I believe it was with your best friend growing up and and how it sounded sort of similar to what you mentioned about when you're a bit younger, you just accept your parents for who they are. But as you get a bit older, you really start exploring their story and their history. And you start Mm -hmm. to realize that your parents are more than just your parents. They were people who experienced the variety of things that life had to throw at them. When did the idea of the podcast really start to come to fruition or when did you kind of start exploring your parents' story? It was a few years ago. Like I mentioned before, when I was younger, it wasn't really something that I was really passionate about. It felt like just a very small part of who I was. And I worked in the music industry for a while and I studied music and I loved music all growing up. And so it was kind of while I was working in the music industry and also just getting into podcasting as a consumer, listening to podcasts, I loved it so much because, you know, on my way to work or on, on transit, even if I didn't know who the guest was, I found myself at the end of every episode feeling like I could relate to some sort of aspect of, of their journey or how they grew up or how they felt. And I loved that so much. It just started as being a bit more curious about like, oh, I've actually never looked into what the boat people refugee were, like what even happened in the war? You know, why did they have to leave? And I remember just going to the library and looking it up because at that point I wasn't ready to ask my parents, you know, we, we didn't have that line of communication open, right? It felt a bit awkward. So, you know, we have the internet and we have books and things and that felt a lot more accessible for me. Once I started really getting into other people's stories that they have shared, either being uh, from Vietnam or being boat people refugees, I started realizing all of this, you know, trauma and how difficult it was. And it wasn't a small thing. And that kind of sparked my inner emotional self of kind of, wow, my parents have gone all of their lives never talking about what they went through. And like, I wonder how much of a weight that is on them. And so it began to be this little curiosity. There were lots of things that my parents, you know, would insist upon or the way that they raised me. And at the time it was confusing because it was either 
well, other people's parents aren't like this and they don't do that. And why, you know, why are you so strict or why do you have all of these different rules? So learning about the processes through some other people's stories, it helps me be able to, I guess, put myself a bit more into their shoes and, and kind of realize, oh, okay, like maybe this is why they do the things that they do or they act the way, the way that they do. And so I think that naturally progressed into wanting to open up conversation with them. And once I did, I really just started recording the conversations on my phone. But then later on down the road, it was just like, wow, well, this would be a really cool thing to share because I hadn't ever seen or heard any other podcast or audio platform that was sharing these really like raw stories. And that's kind of how it started. And you've been doing it for about a year now. What has the feedback been like to the podcast? It has been very, very overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive, I think. When I first started it, it was very much just like for myself and for my family. And even just coming out to my family and extended family about doing this, it was kind of like, oh, wow, well you know, it's like people don't really talk about this kind of thing. And I wasn't sure what the reaction would be. But when I started doing it, I started getting not like my cousins, my other aunts and uncles, and then even further, like my friends that I grew up with and their friends and people that I have only been kind of acquaintances with were sending me messages saying like, wow, you know, I've had conversations like this with my parents as well, or I've listened to your podcasts with my mom or with my dad. And they started telling me their stories. And that is like the biggest compliment that I can have, because that's really what I want. I just want to encourage other people to have these conversations with their families and make these connections. And I think it's been really, really positive and Lots of people have, you know, just told me sometimes it's just awkward and you don't know how to start the conversation with, with your parents, right? So hopefully listening to the podcast can maybe offer an easier way to connect that is a little bit less pressure. Why spend hours searching dealerships, comparing makes and models? Find the best of BC's inventory in one place, todaysdrive.com. You'll have access to inventory across BC where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. Get in the driver's seat. Don't miss out on the many options we have available for you. Powered by Black Press Media, todaysdrive.com connects you with exclusive new and used car deals. In some of your episodes, you talk a little bit about encouraging the 1.5 plus generation in Asian North Americans. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is for those who might not be familiar with that term? So I'm sure many people, they say like first generation, and usually that refers to people who have come to a new country when they're adults, right, to start new lives. So 1.5 generation kind of refers to the group of people who have come to a new country during their early teen years. And then the plus just refers to all the following generations. So like I would be second generation, my children would be third generation and so on and so forth. So I think I chose 1.5 generation forward because looking at my parents and their generation, like that's 1.5, they came at a time where they were very vulnerable and they were still 
processing everything that was happening. And a lot of them, I find even now, they've never actually been able to even talk about it. And so, you know, talking with them sometimes about it, they're vocalizing things that they've never even thought about before. And so it's one of the biggest motivations for me because I want to focus on helping that generation feel more comfortable opening up because it not only brings us closer to them, but it helps them kind of process what they have gone through and why they are the way that they are and that it's okay that they have these things that you know happened a really long time ago I'm like that was hard and and we want to know about it and we can move on and it doesn't define you and all this stuff one thing that I find a lot too is they'll kind of discount a lot of it right like oh wasn't that hard it was fine or you know other people had it worse type of thing. It's like this delicate kind of balance when you're talking to them to try to figure out where they're at emotionally with it. And important, obviously, not to push them through it because I think eventually, you know, very similar to just therapy, like the more that you talk about it and the more that you have space to vocalize your feelings, the more that you can actually figure out what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's a long process, I think. Coming specifically to the Comox Valley and how it is primarily a Caucasian community, how do you think that really has an effect on immigrants in general coming to the Comox Valley? And has that changed at all? Well, I definitely see a change in, in terms of population. Like even just since my brother and I went to Brooklyn Elementary, like there's so many more different cultures and ethnicities here. And I, I love seeing that. And my mom and dad, they have also really, really noticed that because they came here when they were very young. And there was a community of, you know, the same kind of Chinese Vietnamese people, which I'm really grateful for, because my parents were able to have that support system. I think that now, in my experience, I have seen a lot more diversity, which is great. And I guess really, all I could say is I hope that immigrants that come here, or newcomers who are coming to our communities, can feel more, more welcoming, like that they can look around the communities, you know, whether it's that they're going to school or uh, they're going to places where they're applying for jobs and things like that. And they can see more people who, who either look like them, who they can relate to, because I think maybe that was one of the things that was difficult for me. And I know my parents growing up because it feels a little bit isolating. Not that people aren't kind, but there's just a sort of intangible connection that you get when you see other people of your culture, like this understanding that you have. So I hope that especially young kids, I hope that they can learn to embrace their culture and their heritage maybe a bit earlier than I did, or feel like the, the Comox Valley is a safe place to do that. It's been wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's this edition of Off the Page, produced by the Comox Valley Record. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. Email us at offthepage at comoxvalleyrecord.com. From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today.